Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here with me today. This is day two of our little journey through one of God's great promises. I want to invite you to make sure that you've got some space created at the end of this for around five minutes just to spend time alone with God. But let's jump into day two. And the, the sort of question for day two is this. Have you actually ever thought about the room? Philippians 3 verse 8 says this. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes from through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings and become like him in his death. Wow. Guys, I've been, I've been a pastor for a while now, and I've seen some people leave this life and move on to the next life without fear. I've seen people who appeared to have no fear at all because they believed that promise. I've seen people become more and more bold the closer they get to the end of their life. Their life was ending, but they had a promise that was forever. I've also seen people freak their freak because they really didn't believe this promise. Starting around March of 2020, I know you guys remember this, we went through the great coronavirus experience. I watched so many Christians respond to that outbreak with such a temporary view of life, as if we have the power to terminate life. People on both sides of the political spectrum speaking and living as if this little blink we call life is their only shot. Christians who are going to spend eternity with Christ together, they're breaking their relationships in this world over mask. If you truly believed you were going to spend eternity next to someone, wouldn't you be nicer to them today? The last thing we should ever want is an awkward eternity, right? Imagine being in, you know, I don't know, the fresh market. That's probably the grocery store they have in heaven. Imagine being in heaven's fresh market and you're, you're shopping for, you know, your manna and your milk and your honey or, or whatever. Probably manna, milk, honey, and Rotel cheese dip and watermelon. Those are all things that I'm guessing will be in heaven. But imagine you're shopping for those things and you see someone you've been a complete jerk to in this life. And you have to spend eternity with them. And so at first, you know, you, it's like you spotted an ex-girlfriend or something or an ex-boyfriend. At first, you quickly dart down another aisle to act like you don't see them. But then you realize, I'm going to have to hide from this person forever. And I know we've all avoided someone in the grocery store that we didn't want to talk to. Now imagine you realize I'm going to have to avoid this person in the grocery store forever. Isn't that weird? You're going to have to talk to them at some point. But is that how you want to spend your time in heaven, hiding in food aisles to avoid awkward conversations? Me neither. So we should probably be nicer today. We are going to spend eternity with Christ and the people who love Jesus. So as I, as I talk through this and as, as I think about this, I've realized I don't often stop to thank God for the promise of knowing my forever is provided for. I've cheapened this. If Christ has prepared a place for me in God's house, I should in some way look forward to the day when I will be shown my room. So at the end of this, we're going to pause for about five minutes. We're going to thank God. We're going to think through this. But do you remember when you were a kid 
You remember when you take that family vacation? I hope you got to do that. I mean, I, my family certainly wasn't wealthy, but we, we were able to take some trips. And I remember one of the things you looked forward to the most was the hotel room. That was a big deal, right? You couldn't wait for two things. And I bet you know exactly what they are. You couldn't wait for the hotel room and you couldn't wait for the, say it with me, the hotel pool. That's right. And your room in all actuality probably wasn't all that amazing. Uh, it was a little rectangle space with some terrible art, a super loud air conditioner, a small fridge, but it felt so good to you, didn't it? Or maybe you went on a honeymoon. Your room was important. Uh, you were going to spend some quality time in your room, right? I mean, you're with me. And so the room mattered. But do we even have a fraction of that excitement for the room being prepared for us in our father's house? That, that, that we talked about that Jesus is preparing a room for us. God himself is our concierge in the house of God. Our space in God's house is being prepared for us by the Son of God, by God in the person of Jesus Christ. Is it possible that this will be substantially better than free HBO and a mint on our pillow, even better than a minibar? If this is true, if it is true that we are going to spend forever in heaven, in this place with a room that has been prepared for us by the king of the world, shouldn't we be a little more excited? And I don't mean excited to, to, to die because that's morbid, but like when we're here and we should live while we're living, but we don't fear what's next because the room has been prepared for us by the king of the world. Right now, God is preparing a space for us in his house. Have you spent one minute excited about that? For real. And at the end of this, stop for five minutes. Shut your eyes. Dust off your imagination. Dream about the space God has prepared for you. How will it smell? Gosh, how will it smell? How will it smell in this forever space that God has created? I mean, how, how will it look? How will it feel? What will the environment be like? What will it feel like when you enter that space? And maybe I'm thinking about this overly literally, but I don't even care because it's fun and it's beautiful and whatever this space is like, it was prepared for me by the king of the universe. So our thought for the day, if God has created a space for me, how beautiful must that space be? Who knows me better than God? I mean, really, who knows me better than God? I mean, the space prepared for me in a hotel room or whatever is, that person doesn't know me. They don't really care. But the space prepared for me in my father's house is created for me by the one who knit me together. For five minutes, will you use your imagination and think? Will you just speak gratitude to God? Maybe just, just, just be silent and allow God to speak a word as you just simply use your imagination to think about how beautiful this space must be. I'll see you guys in day three. Jones out.